Welcome to Onward, the show where we explore emerging social innovations and chat with social innovators. I'm your host, Daniel Weinsberg. There is no housing crisis. Houses, for the most part, are doing just fine. Some need mold remediation, some need some new appliances, some need their yards mowed. But by and large, houses are fine. The people in them and locked out of them, that is where the crisis exists. Who and what is to blame? Developers? Inflation? Education? Healthcare costs? Government? Most of us have well-developed theories and beliefs about who and why we find ourselves in this crisis. In Sonoma County alone, We have counted almost 3,000 of our neighbors living outside and over 21,000 precariously housed. This means they're couch surfing and one step away from finding themselves homeless. If you don't find yourselves in those first two categories, then perhaps you'll find yourself in the third. Almost 72,000 of our neighbors in Sonoma County are cost burdened by the cost of the rent and the mortgage. This means they're paying more than 40% of their monthly income on housing. Having a home is the most effective intervention to improve health outcomes. So the quicker we can create more housing options, the sooner we will address all of the social determinants of health. But we're in uncharted waters, folks, and the development timelines, affordable housing funding mechanisms, and other tried and true housing solutions are not going to ameliorate the immediate need for homes we face. Luckily, many social innovators are taking this challenge on. Today, we talk about one immediate solution, community land trusts. Community land trusts are a 50-year-old solution to displacement and lack of housing. Community land trusts, more commonly known and jargonified as CLT, It's a model that removes land from the speculative market and treats it as a public good. The CLT model has its roots in social justice, as it was inspired by the village gift system in India, and the first CLTs in the U.S. were founded during the civil rights movement to help black sharecroppers in the rural south gain access to farmland. Since then, the CLT model of affordable housing and community development has spread throughout the United States, Canada, and the UK. The CLT model is a proven solution to housing insecurity and also addresses climate change, personal security, and personal finances. Today, I'm speaking with Cassandra Ferreira, one of the board members of the Common Space CLT from Sonoma County. The Community Land Trust, it's a it's a complicated and elegant solution to many layers of problem. And so on one hand, you could just say we're focusing on solving the affordable housing crisis and the fact that housing is become very, secure housing has become untenable for really important, well, just aspects of our population, of our members of our community are have very precarious housing. So you could say we're solving for, for that. 
but it's also we're solving for other layers of a really broken and unjust system. So we're solving for the fact that one of the reasons why people have such precarious housing and are displaced is because housing is not seen as a human right and housing is along with the earth upon which it is built is commodified and sold in market based system that drives prices up and further further wedges um, the the wealth gap that, that we're dealing with on like all levels and so so it's it's a you know it's a huge problem wealth inequality and then when it comes down to our local communities how that shows up in one fundamentally important way is the lack of access to housing and so um so we're we're decommodifying housing we're decommodifying the land and so that to me is is a really beautiful way of addressing making housing more affordable is actually getting to like the root problem is that is that this, so long as we're commodifying and 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 market driving prices with land and housing um, we've i think we've got a fundamental equation all so wrong prior to coming to this work with CLTs you were a real estate agent correct that's true so what was the point in time where you you made this pivot because from selling land to figuring out a different way to more equitably distribute land mm-hmm. seems fairly radical from a real estate professionals. Sorry. It's true because most real estate professionals in the in the industry itself totally participates in that. That like it's, that that business is nested within and operates as the transactor of the commodity called a house or land or both. And um, and so just to be, I mean, it would be really cool if I was a real estate agent who had an epiphany and then started off on my activist path. But I was an activist before I was a real estate agent. And I didn't, I didn't go into real estate thinking, oh, this is, this is a wonderful profession. I'm, you know, in the sense that I should just say, I already didn't actually believe in private land ownership when I became a real estate agent. So I I went into it knowing that I was going to begin practicing, totally learning about being, allowing my personal income to actually be paid for and driven by forces that I would eventually intentionally disrupt. So I, I, I knew that I was an infiltrator sort of from the beginning. But I, you know, I, I also, there's wonderful people in real estate. There's wonderful real estate agents. It's not like, course, a, it's not like some good, bad binary situation. It's just like, how is the earth transacted? What is going on in here? You know, so I, I, I approached it from that perspective. And I was always interested in supporting community with my real estate practice. So I was always driven towards how do we actually cooperatively steward the earth? Because that makes the most sense. To me, is mm-hmm. that like the earth and our our commons should be cooperatively stewarded, not privately owned and sort of again commodified and separated. So, so I've always worked for groups of people and and 
and really been interested in in solving solving that particular problem. And so that brought me to community land trusts because there's so many issues around, well, how do we deal with, you know, when people want to share land, there's lots of problems with getting it financed and what the legacy plan is and what are the legal forms and how do we deal with equity and there's all these really complex issues and and so it took a it took a few years certainly maybe almost 10 of real estate practice and working with groups for me to get to a place of going community land trust oh very elegant solution so i um so yeah i came i came to it um years in and i still practice real estate and i and i now i am a board member of our local community land trust and so let's dive into some of the complexities, because I'm sure some listeners are hearing this and thinking, you know, how do you finance a community land trust? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so so you know how I was talking about land and housing being commodified in a, a market rate. Mm-hmm. Well, there's there is the problem, like what what land and what it costs to buy land, buy housing that's already developed and develop housing is in inside of our, our current economic system is is generally unaffordable to people, right? So there's this funding gap between what what a project could sustain itself. So there's you know there there with with a housing project, there is a um, there is an economic cycle happening there. People do pay rent or you know or or. It's sort of in community land trust, not necessarily mortgage, but like they pay into, there is money flowing. So you can, mm-hmm. there is a, um, a budget to manage relative to a community land trust project, meaning there's income and expenses. But the, but, but what that, that, what it takes to do that on a, in a, in a truly sustainable regenerative sense, there's definitely a funding gap between what you what those projects will sell quote sell for mm-hmm. on on the market and so that funding gap needs to be uh, capitalized by by donors by people who are willing to donate their land or donate small or large sums of money because they believe that farmers teachers even undocumented members of our community, uh, people that are artists, activists, that those folks, yeah. people serving you your dinner at your restaurant, that they also um, deserve to have affordable housing. So people who believe in that they, so can become a member of a community land trust. They can make a small or large annual contribution. Um, community land trusts can apply for grants so, um, so you can get you can get grants from various. It's a five hundred one c three. So we can you know we can uh, re- apply for grants that are um, that are government grants or mm-hmm. other kinds of um, private grants through foundations and whatnot. So you can raise money for that funding gap through various sources, um, both both in the private and the public sector. And is it easiest to get funding for the land or for the sticks and the windows? the construction right well the interestingly some banks actually make it part of their community service agreement that they 
that they lend to community land trust projects. So the community land trust owns the land and owns the land in perpetuity. And so it can mortgage that land with the help of a friendly bank to be able to support the housing on that land. And, um, and so you can get, I kind of for, for lost track of exactly your question, but you can get, you can get financing it, 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 the, I said earlier that it's a complex and elegant solution because it's complicated. Mm-hmm. A community land trust can actually receive land and money through just about any vector. So you can have like oh, our first project, the land was just outright donated to us. The land so and the donated house you just, just acres? gave us three and a half acres with a couple of houses and just said, here, start your land reform or start our land reform revolution with this project right here. Were they living on the land or was this fallow land that they had inherited? No, they said this woman, our, our benefactor and inspirational guides, Carolyn North bought it in order to give it away Wow! because it was a long time dream of hers to actually free the land and into so into the public trust and she didn't want to just do that on a conservation you know side of things you know conservation land trusts are protecting our our ecological diversity and the vulnerabilities of our ecosystem well she wanted the human element to be part of that and that's where the housing comes in is like housing is part of the public trust as well as as, as our open as, spaces, as, as open our spaces parks, and right. rivers and parks and all of that. And so, yeah, it was her dream to, to, to do that. And she's done that with her house in Berkeley. She's, she's gifted to the Oakland community land trust. And she's very unique because at this time of her life, she not only just wants to, she doesn't just want to give money or housing. She is an activist with this. So she causes local movements by the way that she gives so she gave and said y'all need to create a everlasting organization around this that will not only take care of this land but can hold and steward as much land as possible and as much housing as possible in the public trust so she so she was she was very much an activist in that sense and she's doing it similarly down in oakland she's um She's causing um, nonprofits to actually work together through her gifting. She's saying, I want permanent real estate cooperative to work with the Oakland Community Land Trust, and you all need to find a way to serve artists, performing artists in this community. Wow. I know. Like, wouldn't it be amazing to get to be, I, I she's my total Shiro and, and just the, the, that, that way that, that, um, that she thinks about things. It's such a legacy. And so the Community Land Trust in Sonoma County, does that come with any specific population in mind that Ms. North would like this to serve? Um, not necessarily. So, so she's, does... she's very, but she's, she is very, um, she really wants us to serve diverse populations. So, so yeah. how does one become a resident? Of, okay. of, a, of your yeah. land trust. I'm interested. Yeah. I don't like this place anymore. <laughs> I'm ready to move on up. 
Well, it may not be moving on up because <laughs> you may have really good secure housing. Yeah. <laughs> and, but but yeah, the it, that's a really good question, and it's one of the uh, one of our our biggest challenges right now is because now we're ready as a land trust. We're, we're, first of all, we're not the first community land trust in Sonoma County. There is another one called the Housing Land Trust of Sonoma County, and they're very focused on more of a single family dwelling model and and doing great work to to secure housing for for populations that are that are underserved so 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 that's that's one community you you could go get on that list and so you basically need to qualify you need to be in um uh you know we do this thing ami the average median income Mm -hmm. you know and and the there's this interesting situation in really expensive counties like sonoma county is that even if you are making the average median income here, often housing is out of your reach. Secure housing is out of your reach. Certainly buying something, you know. Right. And so the, the, the beautiful thing about, about community land trust is back to the what problem are you solving is that it is that it not only seeks to house people, but it also there's this increase in dignity because there's a sense of that you could buy into something, that you could have equity, that you could experience ownership. Uh, and and a sense of place that um, so it's you know really going from being excluded from that to to being empowered into you know really being uh, building equity yeah. and so there's different models within community land trust of how much equity you can build in the house itself so you don't build equity in the land right but there's different models uh, that community land trusts use to build equity in in the house itself. And so for people who qualify, they can, you know, you, you can go to the Housing Land Trust of Sonoma County, I believe, and and put yourself into their system. And for us, eventually, that will, the common space, that will also be what we'll be able to do is as we build our our actual capacity, we'll be able to take applications and and. And but right now our biggest focus is is finding organizational partnerships, and so folks that are already in the community who are working with particular populations that mm-hmm. are vulnerable, and that the community land trust could be a really good partner. So we're working with the North Bay Organizing Project right now to to begin a, a project, and so then those folks who are being served by that organization would be in line for that housing and so that's another thing we'd we'd love to work with farmers artists activists you know we'd really love to grow to be able to address all sorts of populations and so sometimes it could be very directive and other times one could like one of my favorite ideas is actually that people who want their land to be in a community land trust maybe they rent or own where they live that they're there could be a pathway towards put, getting that land in the community land trusts, a fundraising pathway, an organizing pathway. So there's 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 just lots of different ways it could happen. I wish it was just simple, like, oh, we'll go to our website and we'll get you on the list and, you know, you could become a resident. But we really, right now, we're really in the mode to build our capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what sort of laws or regulations are there at the state level that are either regulating or incentivizing the creation of CLTs? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, 
I'll tell you about some of the ones I know about, and yeah. I'm not a total policy expert on on all of that. So there's, I'm sure I'm going to miss some things. Let's just do high but, level. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, something that I recently heard about that's happening in San Francisco, which is really cool, is that multi-unit buildings, when they go for sale on in when when somebody goes to sell their multi-unit building, I believe they have to give first right of refusal to a nonprofit. Organiza- housing organization and so I mean you could see you could understand a situation like San Francisco yeah. and and how dire the housing affordable housing situation is the San Francisco Community Land Trust has a, is very active and so now a, a law like that would give them a lot of priority I don't I, I'd love to get caught up on that story and mm-hmm. how that's impacting their ability to provide more and more housing in San Francisco. Um, there's there's a, there's a state organization that that puts together all the community land trusts in California, and they work together to do policy work in Sacramento for California. And right now, I believe one of the higher uh, uh, priorities there has to do with property taxes and being able to give. Um, to give property tax breaks and or exclusions for community land trust held housing developments so that we don't have to have that on our budget to pay as much property tax. We could actually pay either, you know, we could have it assessed based on actually what the the economic activity is rather than what the property sold for Mm -hmm. or maybe not have to pay many prop if any property taxes at all there are some exclusions for zero equity um, community land trust projects where where you can i believe have all of your property taxes uh, waived Mm -hmm. so that's one aspect of it something locally that we would really like to see and i and we'll see how this you know if this we're sending seeds up into the state lobby level to see if it would take root. And we're not sure if this is just our pipe dream or if this is a really good idea. Um, but we think that it would be excellent to do a, um, essentially like a community land trust overlay. And we've been told it's pretty challenging to get a zoning variance for community land trust. But ultimately, that would be something akin to that, a zoning Variance it actually is a classification essentially for land held in community land trust, um, and that would especially serve us in rural areas. And so, um, so the so if we can't get a zoning variance, if we could get an overlay, which essentially would run with the land um, in perpetuity. And so the idea with community land trust held land, of course, is that it's not. There's lots of firewalls against it ever being sold again. So it's not going to get in the hands of developers. And so some of the more stringent regulations that we might put on rural property with regard to density, maybe if it had a community land trust overlay, then we would be able to work with the county to have more rural density, say, to provide housing for farmers or just to deal with some of the existing housing that we have in in our... One of the things we think about is that there's a whole lot of unpermitted structures here in Sonoma County, in the rurals of Sonoma County. Yeah. And if there was a program that allowed property owners, if they would participate in converting those their their properties with maybe multiple um, unpermitted structures that maybe are providing rentals to people if those folks could go into a conversion into 
community land trust held land and maybe they don't have to pay the fines and all the things associated with having yeah. the um, those unpermitted houses that maybe once those are in the community land trust then we could work with the county to bring those up to code and increase the livability of some of the structures that are already out there in addition to maybe doing a little bit more um, dare I say development um, but you know just always within the ecological carrying capacity of the land because that's a super strong value for most community land trusts and definitely common space so anyways that's a bit of a ramble on some of the policy you know like does the public banks new legislation does that open up an additional funding mechanism or potential hey you know? sounds good I don't know you need okay. to tell me more about that all right <laughs> <laughs> So we, we've talked a lot about some of the, the nuances of the financing and acquisition of the land for CLTs, but then there's this whole human and cultural element. Yeah. So we're having folks live in community like we haven't done in maybe 100 plus years in this country. How do you deal with some of the socio-cultural issues that bubble up when right. you get folks who need the land living in closer proximity mm -hmm. to each other, depending on the same resources? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, it's, it's a really good question. And cause some people really want that. Some people really want to escape the isolated nature of our current infrastructure and mm -hmm. they desire to live more in community and other people don't necessarily want that. And whether you do or you don't want that, generally it requires some training and some support. And so um, so our, our community land trust does fancy that we are dedicated to putting the community back into community land trust okay. because it's not always the case with community land trusts that there's any sort of shared living situation going on. The community land trust as a legal model has been used for, you know, in, in all over the place at, for inclusionary housing and other forms like the Petaluma, the uh, housing land trust of Sonoma County that already exists. That's not a, that's not a cooperatively uh, organized, like the housing isn't cooperative in in that land trust which is one of the reasons why we started another one because if we were just gonna if we didn't need we didn't need to start another community land trust that was focused more on cooperatives if there already was one because that's part mm -hmm. of the deal with community land trusts is that you know but let them be regional and and focused but you don't need like too many in one region you know yeah. and so um so in any case the the human element is is it's really important you know i i personally live an intentional community and i choose to live that way and it takes a lot of work and so i am very sensitive to the need for terrain for training relative especially to cooperative decision making so say we do a project and one of my favorite models is the limited equity housing cooperative and so then that 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 would put people together in a housing cooperative and they would be managing their own budget and the community land trust would be supporting them and having a, a the land underneath them and a lease-based relationship with that limited equity housing cooperative um, but those folks would need to be making decisions on their with for themselves and so we would would also provide training for that and and ongoing support and is this training showing up like communications training decision group decision making training conflict resolution conflict so it's mostly on the soft side not 
managing the financials or oh i know there's there's there often needs to be support in that department yeah. too for sure and so it's we want people to be successful we don't want to you know just throw them to the wind right so right. yeah and and there's support throughout the bay area for that too there's some incredible community land trusts that are our mentors because you gotta remember we're just getting going right so there's the the Community Land Trust movement started 50 years ago, and um, in Albany, Georgia, as a uh, as a response to the the need for African American sharecroppers to have access to the land, and so they bound together and bought land together. They actually went to India and 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 uh, in Israel and studied the Gramlan movement and the kibbutz, and they they totally did their cooperative education. Wow. And came back and, you know, that's the genesis of community land trust is in the civil rights South. And this idea that owning land in common is a very powerful act. And so that spurred a CLT movement across the country. And one of the, the like the first waves off of that is the Northern California Community Land Trust, which is down in the East Bay. And so they've been they've been active now for over 40 probably 45 years and so they they're they're we look to those folks in the bay area community land trust and oakland community land trust for our mentorship although we use a rural land trust the lopez community land trust as a little bit more of our model so anyways i kind of went off on that but there's a lot there's a lot of of support for the kind yeah, of training like that that this uh that that this requires to do this successfully one of the reasons that I'm really excited about community land trust right now is it's an immediate solution where a lot of these other solutions we're talking about, you know, building more permanent supportive housing. This is going to take years, maybe a decade. Mm-hmm. Are there other uh, innovative housing solutions that you're coming across that are more immediate, like community land trust, that we should be aware of? It's hmm, a great question. I, I do want to caution just in the sense that like I agree with you. I like that community land trust. It's like it's grassroots. We can get our hands dirty. We can get involved in a, as a community. We don't have to like wait, you know, for for bureaucratic wheels to spin at the slow rate that they spin. You right. know, we can be more creative and agile and responsive as a community. So I I love that about the community land trust, uh, at least the way that we've we've built this one, and um, and it's still. To me, it's like, wow, God, this, this is, takes a lot of patience, you know, because you're dealing with big money, housing, yeah. land, legal agreements, deal putting together. It takes time. It's a, it's a, it's a mature, you know, like mindset in terms of, okay, we're going to need to stay with this, you know, for a long time. So, so that said, um, there, it is an exciting time for emergent solutions. So there's, um, in terms of actual housing, I think that there's some, some pretty cool stuff happening because tiny houses have become so popular that there's that I, I am not entirely sure, but I think that the county is making some serious headway. I've got a couple of 
folks who let me know that there's there's an edge being pushed right now for um, smaller homes, maybe not tiny homes on wheels, but smaller homes being more able to be legally developed. Um, instead of building one big three-bedroom house, you could build three smaller one-bedroom houses or, you know, some innovations like that. Um, uh, there's, so, so, so that's on the level of like building and policy, but then, but then on the legal framework side of things, are you, have you heard of the permanent real estate cooperative? No. So, um, so there's some, some wonderful traction being gained in the East Bay with the East Bay permanent real estate cooperative and the, the, the PREC as they're calling the P-R-E-C, PREC, is, was sourced out of the Sustainable Economies Law Center in the East Bay. And then the, East, the, the EB PREC is the first like, iteration of, of this model. And, and what they're trying to do is create more of like a crowdsourcing and, um, and another way to, for us to, get, to like, get our hands inside of this this need to provide what I, they've they got some really catchy phrases. They, they say land without landlords and you know, they, they're, they're really working, uh, I think an important awareness level kind of activism. And I would, I would, I would check them out. We're hoping to get, uh, one of the, the prime movers and shakers up for our spring speaker series. Noni Session, who's with the uh, the East Bay Permanent Real Estate Cooperative, so they're they're very it's very inspiring, what they're up to. Awesome, yeah. good. So we've kind of talked at the the policy level, the organizational level, and to help us ground this, do you think that is, or I guess the question is, what can individuals do mm-hmm. to start bringing about a little more housing equity, housing justice in mm-hmm. our communities? Mm-hmm. Small daily acts, mm. weekly efforts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great question. And I, I do think that getting involved and in tracking the work of MBOP is is important in supporting that organization. Um, but I also I hope that people will consider supporting Common Space and that you can become a member of Common Space. Um, we're looking for, we're, we're ready to really get this organization to the, to the next level and, and attract more funding and build and, and or acquire housing and build our capacity to just really be a, like a force of, of housing activism in our county. So you can support organizations that are mm-hmm. doing that. And, and I think that, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that in terms of the daily acts side of it and in, in the ability to do something more hands-on, I don't know. I mean, wouldn't it be cool if eventually we're we're having some barn raising or house raising type of parties or we're getting our hands dirty together and doing it like Habitat for Humanity yeah. style and um, and getting to know each other better while we're also doing building projects and and you know really digging our roots in into this community to to care for the place and the people in a meaningful way. And there's there's you know, our county's ripe with opportunities for that. And when it comes to housing, I hope that we can we can really uh, help create more. Yeah, yeah. I think the, uh, the the culture exists here might need to be reinvigorated. It sounds mm-hmm. like that's what y'all are doing. But also throughout the state, the, the political will's there in a way I don't think that we've ever seen before. Mm. 99, if not 100% of Californians agree 
that this housing crisis is untenable. We got to do something about it. You know, we can disagree about the the minutia. Yeah. But having having solutions out there is, is so important. So where can folks learn more about common space specifically and then the CLT movement generally? Okay. Um, so the common space has a website, commonspaceclt.org. And and then the the there's some incredible informative websites out there. So Grounded Solutions right now is the the national network that is taking on doing education for community land trusts and inclusionary housing. So it's not only housing and networking, but there's conferences. So that's called Grounded Solutions. Um, There you'll likely find a link, but I, um, oh, I, I, I wish I, I could I could remember the exact website, but um, there's a an incredible historian of the community land trust movement uh, named John Emmaus Davis, and I, I sure hope I got his name right. And he's got a site called I think Roots CLT Roots and Branches or or something. But if you uh, maybe maybe I can uh, help you wrap this podcast up with a, with that actual link uh but it would it's 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 wonderful you can really learn about about not only the functionality the current functionality of them but the legacy because it's a beautiful it's a beautiful a very uh inspiring legacy and there's a film made about it too the arc of justice and uh, and that's about new communities incorporated which is the first community land trust and um that was the one in georgia in albany georgia yeah and so so there's a lot of resources online and i'm really hopeful that um that this that 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 we can see through the community land trust model that the solution to affordable housing crisis is not more market rate housing and that and that market rate housing or 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 uh, uh temporarily affordable housing isn't the solution either permanently affordable housing which means that it has been decommodified it's not taking it you know it, it's it's not temporarily removing it from speculation it's permanently saying that that housing is uh, is protected as part of the public trust and so i i'm hopeful that there will be lots of iterations on this and that this is the beginning and, and like you said that the the political will the social clarity that um, that the California and the CLT movement as a whole can offer a lot of innovation and solutions that um, that are able to be more actionable and quicker than than some of the slower moving policy or or, or yeah. sort of way that we've been developing. It's like it's not it, it, the situation is is dire not just with housing as we know. So it's it's time for really big solutions that are game changing. And so I like things that get to a fundamentally, like build it at a fundamentally different level. And let's start with the land and, and actually have a, have a fundamentally new relationship with place in which we don't see the land as, as, as an, just an asset, something to be owned, exploited, extracted from, but land as our support system, our partner, land as, as our mother, as, as, as a, just an absolutely essential partner in life. And I feel that that is at the root 
too of the more sort of radical edge of the community land trust. <laughs> and then I think about the, the, the people who are going to be living on that land and how many problems they're going to be able to solve because they're in community and relationship with one another in a way that we're not right now. Thank you. And they feel secure and they don't have to feel like they're like, are they going to be able to stay here? How many amazing right. people are have been in this community and have to leave with their families because they can't afford to live here? How are we yeah. going to solve our bioregional problems ecologically and socially if people don't feel secure enough to stay and have their voices at the table right. and so that I love that you brought that up because that is so essential I just so want to see us get like have that and have have the people that the creativity and the, secu- the and the security and the belonging yeah the sense of belonging that that comes from being really well housed and I think as we look around, it's getting harder and harder to rely on the institutions to, to provide us health care, education, financing. So the more we can kind of decentralize institutions to the, the neighborhood level, the land level, That's right. I think we can really make headway on a lot of the problems. That's right. Cassandra, you started the conversation saying you were an activist. So what's your call to action as we begin to wrap up? <laughs> oh, you know, I... Um... I feel like it's an interesting time where where we need to be on point and be in in like a, a responding to urgent circumstances and it's also a a really important point that we slow down and don't spin our wheels run in the same patterns that we've been that, that that have been ingrained in our system just hustling hustling in our heads lurching forward tilting over and falling down like it is time to really root in get get really good support from community and from the place take inspiration from the very ground that we're standing upon and from the people who are in our circles and, and, and there's so many ways that the world needs us. And so like finding our path of purpose in a really grounded and community connected way, that's what I would encourage us all to be doing and, uh, and to be gentle with ourselves as we, as we move forward. Amen. Mm. Thank you so much for your time and your mind and all your hard work on this, such important issues. Awesome, you too, Daniel. Thanks for all that you do. For centuries, civilization has faced problems of scarcity. We didn't have enough food for the population. We didn't have enough medication for the sick. We didn't have enough land for the community. But in the 21st century, that's all changed. We have all the resources we need to solve all the problems. And we've gotten to such a point that most of our problems now are problems of abundance not scarcity. We eat too much sugar. We take too many drugs. And perhaps we live on too large of land and live in houses with too many rooms. I mean, most of the neighborhoods that I walk around is these big, beautiful houses occupied by two octogenarians. Eight bedrooms, empty. And then we, we zoom out we go on Airbnb and you can find a room in any town, in almost any country in the world right now that is unoccupied. And by that same token, if you go to these towns, you will see 
a need that exists there. So the challenges that we are currently facing are about the better allocation of the abundance of resources we have, and whether that is food, land, or housing. It's going to take social innovators who are able to connect the need with the abundance in innovative ways that are culturally compatible to the communities that they're operating within. Community land trusts represent one of these elegant solutions of better resource management. And over the course of the next few podcasts, I look forward to bringing on other social innovators who are helping solve major societal problems through connecting the existing resources we already have. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Onward Podcast. Before we head out, I'd like to give a big shout out to my boy Jay Lately, who provides the audio sponsorship to the Onward Podcast. Jay Lately is a hip-hop artist who has been supporting youth and elevating consciousness through his poetry for almost 15 years now. Um, Learn more about Jay Lately. Follow him on YouTube. Subscribe to his his channels. He's on Spotify. He's got great music, really uplifting words. If you are interested in sponsoring the Onward podcast, get at me. And if you'd be so kind as to subscribe, to like, to comment on this podcast, whatever platform you're listening on, that would be greatly appreciated. A few likes, a few comments go a long way in the attention game. So thank you for tuning in. Until next time, onward and upward.